Hello, my friends, and welcome. I'm Christian Wolcott, Senior Consultant with Optima Associates, and welcome to another episode of the OptiCast, this one entitled Project Management and Mushrooms. So how many of you have been assigned or taken on or been given a project this year? I'm talking earlier this year. How many of you have stopped, were stopped, or were completely disabled by the pandemic? How many of you are lost right now? You maybe feel abandoned, or you're just completely through one way or another on your own, perhaps working from home? Or perhaps you're looking just to know, are things going well? Are we progressing? Or perhaps some of you are in the midst of restarting a project and you're struggling just a bit with how do I set it up, whether it's a lean project or any other, frankly, for that matter. Or maybe some of us have just lost sight of it completely. What is, is there a line of sight? What should I be looking for? What are some of the things I can find that'll tell me if I'm on track or not on track? Or maybe some of us are waiting for calls or check-ins with our champions, our sponsors, or any of the other players as part of the project. Where, where is everyone? Well, if any of you are struggling with any of these conditions related to projects and how they rolled out in this strange, wonderful year of 2020, you're not alone. Uh, lots of organizations, large and small, are currently struggling with things like this. And the good news is, is that today, our podcast today is going to bring some talent, some insight, some energy, and hopefully some inspiration to address uh, many of these types of concerns. I have a wonderful guest joining me here today. He is the COO of Praxilient Consulting, Mr. Lee Young. Welcome, Lee. Welcome to the OptiCast. Thanks, Christian. Great to be here. Uh, very happy to chat with the, you and the folks today. And uh, I'm very interested to see what this has to do with mushrooms. Yes, yes, <laughs> we'll discover that together. So I have to start out with a bit of a story here, and maybe this is evocative of where some folks are. This is a call I received from a client, oh, a few years ago now, a large uh, healthcare group, in fact. And they said, can you come on up here where we're some of our projects are stuck, they're kind of stuck in the weeds just a bit. Um, this had nothing to do with pandemic or anything else. But we have some projects that are stuck. And so I went and ventured and, and visited this group, wonderful group of people, uh, about eight of them in my memory, eight very wonderful, talented, most of them Six Sigma folks, um, you know, black belts, working in, again in the healthcare facility. And in this case, the projects they were working on were associated with value streams. So there were several value streams in the healthcare facility. Each of them were assigned to the one, and each of them were stuck in different places all in current state. Now, the bigger story to this, the kind of oh wow moment came when I asked, how long have you been working on the current state? How long have you been collecting data? And the collective answer came from this group, eight months. And I went, oh, 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 oh we do have some problems here with some project management. Eight months and we were still gathering data in current state date. Mm. Uh, so Lee, what do you think of that? What are your, what are your thoughts on, on, on a scenario like that? Well, the good thing is 
it sounds like they aren't very far into the project in terms Correct. of the concept, initiating, planning, executing, and then closing. I like to say I prefer to be invited in through the framework of the doorway that's mm -hmm. planned than have to parachute in through the roof after it's been built. Yeah. Because that's really painful, particularly if you hit a joist, <laughs> leg either side. You know what I mean? Right. Not, too, yes, not yes. too comfortable. So the good news is they appear to be a little stalled mm -hmm. in what they're going to make different based yes. on what they have. And so that leads me to a couple of how to recognize this is a project that's a concern. I've got a couple of stock things I like to do to okay. look at. And we can maybe get into those later. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So maybe just to kind of open this up just a bit. So Lee, what sort of what sort of skills and background do you have here? What's your experience with project management at okay. large? Okay. I, I've um, I've been around a little while, uh, <laughs> uh, about thirty five <laughs> years, thirty five plus years, um, as a project manager, as a business leader, as a um, servant to a number of business leaders in a consulting capacity. And um, we, have a, we have a phrase in the UK from old guilds, apprentice at all trades and master of none. Aha, yes. At one stage in my career, I believed I'd been an apprentice at many different trades, but couldn't really lay claim <laughs> to being skilled at any one of them. <laughs> so I, I, I went and got a series of degrees um, and did the study to be able to actually put the dots together in project management excellence. Yeah. Particularly where it related to engineering and manufacturing. Sure, uh, sure. Funnily enough, that is also maybe occasionally useful to finance, uh, health services, uh, insurance, and virtually every other type of business vertical. Great. So what turns out is after all that book learning I did, um, there's some fundamental things you need to do to select the right projects yes. and then do the projects right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so the scenario that I outlined with this group, which will go nameless, by the way, out of, out of consideration for them. Again, they're hardworking men and women in this group. Uh, mm -hmm. But things get messed up, don't they? I mean, yeah. projects no, one, no one goes to work thinking that they're going to create chaos and uncertainty around them. Mm -hmm. no, absolutely no. Well, maybe there's a few, but you can spot them a mile away. 99% of people go to work hoping to make a positive difference. Yes. But yeah. somehow things get off the track. Right. But as it comes to projects themselves, most organizations, large or small, of course, larger organizations uh, attempt to engage in multiple projects over the course of a year. So they use a variety of teams and things. And smaller organizations have look to do the same thing, look to provide some sort of uh, uh, injection of improvement in some sort of business, mm -hmm. business practice through the execution of one project or several of them. But I think it is fair statements, at least in, in, in my travels working with clients over the years, is that there is a great, there is a great um, a, array. There, there is, a, there is a, a wide spectrum of in which project management and effective project management takes place. It, meaning that we've, we, the spectrum is very large from terrible project management or no project management to something that's highly refined and, and fires professionally. It, it functions crisply, cleanly, the, 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 the cadence of the things, the sustainability that results comes almost guaranteed. 
And that has little to do with the size of the organization and more comes down to the practicality of how tools and how the whole thing, how, where it comes from to begin with. What's the origin point of the, of the project? What's its association or disassociation with strategy, with tactics? And then how do we manage, how do we launch it? What does mm -hmm. it look like? What does it look yeah. like when we're in it? Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I'm looking to explore here uh, with you today in the cast is what are some of the lessons and some of the key points that we learned that you and I have both seen in our client activity over the years as it relates to this? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I can recognize when a project will go well. Okay. Uh, or when a project will go badly, looking at just a couple of key features. And tell that's us about that. Yeah, probably what we want to do in one of our seminars is talk about, you know, how do you know it's going to go well? Yeah. And I'm, I have to say I'm a big fan of people Yes. Engaged and enthused to run a little bit of process. And then the tools and solutions are valuable. But okay. I see many times when I come in, when I'm parachuted in or I'm invited in to look at a project that might be in crisis, that the people are an afterthought. The mm -hmm. process is kind of non-existent, even at the simplistic, let's all agree we're going to do the same thing. And it's all about the tools. It's all about the solution they bought to do project management. And I'm using the air quotes for project yes, management. Yes, yes, yes. And, and people seem to want to have a quick fix. I buy something or I implement something, and all of a sudden, the world is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I find that what I'm looking for first is people. What I'm looking for second is process. And then what I'm looking for third is smart objectives. Okay. Okay. So when I when I guide, when I dive into a project or I'm invited in or someone just says, hey, I just want you to kind of run the slide all over this and make sure it's right. I'm looking for a champion who actually, no fooling, has been educated in how to be a project champion. I don't know about you, Christian, but I've worked for organizations that hired me as a technical expert. I got good at that, so they promoted me to be a leader of other technical experts without any training. And I kind of worked my way through that. So then they made me the strategic champion of multiple projects and programs, again, with no yes. training. Ah. <laughs> so I'm looking oh. for someone who both has the title of project champion for our project, the one we're looking at, but actually knows what that means. Uh -huh. That's a key I piece person. of it. That's it. That's a very key piece. A person with a little bit of process. You know, this is what I, this is my lemonade stand of me as the project champion in the corner of my street. I'm selling project championship. What am I selling? How do I interact with the rest of the team? Mm, mm. I'm looking for a sponsor or sponsors. I'm looking for someone who's actually going to put the cash up, whether it's CapEx or OpEx, someone right. who understands what they're venturing in terms of the company's capital treasure, in terms of OPEX, do they have a clear perspective of how much effort this work will take and how much benefit when this work is complete, mm -hmm. this deliverable, this project will advantage their company at the bottom line, at the strategic level. Right, right. So sponsors who aren't also wearing another hat of I'm the process owner, I'm the functional lead, Sponsors who are saying, I'm putting cash in because strategically 
this adds value to the businesses, bottom line. Right, right. And there are a bunch of other roles as well, but I start with those two because I kind of feel if they're missing in action, the project's probably not heading in a good direction. Mm. And even if it is heading in a good direction, no one knows how much money is going to be spent Mm -hmm. or why. Yeah, yeah. It's akin to getting in a car and, you know, not even looking at the fuel gauge and going, let's go, let's go without understanding, do we have the right amount of resources to do, to go as far as we need to go? And are we concentrating those resources on things that are actually going to add value to our bottom line? Yes. And if they're going to add value, is that the way our company wants to work strategically? We have a couple of wonderful examples from recent history. Mm. Um, The last crisis, shall we just say, the housing. Oh, the housing crisis. Okay, yes. And companies with a financial institution label who shall remain nameless, but they were selling things because their their champions and their sponsors, when they were planning out how to deliver these products to the market, weren't really in charge of what those products actually were. Ah, yes. Uh, And basically those those products or those projects were – Let's just call them financial irregularities. Yeah, they were corrupted is what they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have at least one example where the company ended up paying $10 billion. Right. Plus, you know, some of the biggest fines ever handed out in history. Right. Um, Obviously, that was maybe 10% of the money that they actually took (laughs) from the other investors. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a classic example of the project grew legs of its own. People built a 2B model at a level where it really wasn't championed or sponsored, and the smart objectives were lost very early on in the project. Mm, yeah. The objective became, well, we're going to make money for this department by selling this thing, and no one stopped to see if this thing is actually legal to sell or yeah. ethical to put in the marketplace. Yeah. Great example. No one went into that. I, I firmly believe no one went into that thinking we're gonna we're gonna fraudulently gather vast amounts of cash from unsuspecting investors. But that's what happened. That's what happened, right? Yeah. Collapse, right? Right. So starting out the project, understanding the scale, the scope, the intent, the purpose, and sometimes and probably most easily said, what is the purpose of this? Yeah, what's the project's objective? Yes. Is it and 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 is it attached as it should be attached to a strategic need? We shouldn't mm-hmm. just be doing, you know, one of the I think one of the uh, the litmus tests for projects is if there if there is not an association and a direct line of correlation between the project and what it's aiming to do and a strategic needs, those are the ones that are probably the easiest to be detached that become kind of out there floating around. And the senior leadership goes, nah, I don't know what we're doing, but they're working on something. Yeah, develop a life of its own. Yes. And, and you know, I use smart modeling with the strategic layer, with, with, the, with the folks who will be champions and sponsors. Okay. So specific, you know, what is the focus of the change strategically? What are we going to change in our business? And coming back to your eight months of as-is modeling. Yes. Next three months to major three years, you know, three years at the very end of the spectrum, three months is about when you should be starting to figure out what are we going to focus on to change strategically, specifically, where are we going to make a benefit? 
Right. And then you can do that legal, HR, you know, financial. You can do all that sponsoring with those sponsors who have that perspective of, well, we need to do this in an ethical way. We need to do this with the right size team, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, specific is a, is a good start. Measurable. I'm a big fan for measures of success. Yes. Don't tell me what the specification of this thing is. Tell me how I can shake a functional leader by the hand or bump elbows as we do now and save that functional leader. Has this made the difference in your operation that you expected? And if I get the deer in the headlights look, I know that's a problem. <laughs> but they weren't <laughs> consulted. For sure. Exactly. Achievable. I'm fine with lean and agile where we might have some fuzzy stuff. Mm -hmm. that's, that's okay. That's just running risk. You yep. know, it may yep. be a full R&D project, but we should be at least bounding whatever we're doing in the realms of it appears to be achievable from the perspective we have at this moment in time. We, not exactly how we're going to do it, but do we have evidence that this sort of thing is achievable, has been achieved in the recent past, and we are setting ourselves up to achieve this? And then there's the relevance. What strategy does the project support? Mm. Getting right back to the specifics. Yes. If it doesn't support a strategy, I would say to most people right now in your current situation with our COVID-19 pandemic, think very seriously about whether this is a project. And if it is a project, that this needs to be done now. Correct. Yeah. Because you probably want to spend your money somewhere more fundamentally powerful done on projects that feel like nice to have when you go for that relevance test. Yes, yes. And then back to the segue, right back to where you started, Christian. Time bound. Yeah. How long duration are we going to detach these wonderful people from their day job for maybe four hours a day, maybe the whole day, to do this funny thing we call a project? Right, right. <laughs> you know, if we don't have a perspective that five months is good, we can't possibly answer the question you posed the healthcare client. Why are you doing this at eight months? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Until you ask them, I don't think any of them consider that eight months was bad. Exactly. Because yeah. they came in every day to do the thing they've been asked to do. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, yes, so, project, project objectives. Objectives People is in, only yes. project objectives and a little process of some sort to make those project objectives valid. So any of the half, two dozen things that you just mentioned, any of those small attributes, those are all indicators uh, to some degree, to varying degrees, whether or not it's going well or not going well, mm -hmm. right? It's just at the onset. Do we, have we started out with the right pieces, information, clarity, objectives, structure, time frame? Mm -hmm. All of those do we have that before we even hit the button go with yeah. that? Is it in the simplistic terms, is it based on common sense mm. and a reasonable perspective of the organization in its environment, the business in its marketplace, with its competitors, with its customers? Is it looking at an external voice of customer? Is it looking at an internal voice of customer? Is it actually looking to promote a value stream from one condition to another more positive condition? Yes. Not rocket science, this. Right, right. But you'd be right. surprised, or maybe not surprised, how often we get into, this is a great idea, 
let's not write anything down about it. Yeah. <laughs> let's call in some some functional team people who are really good at mapping stuff. Yes. Not tell them what we want them to do or how we'll recognize it as successful and just let them go. Yes. And hope for the best. Yeah, I think we deserve better than that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we know better yes. We wouldn't plan our vacation that way. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. Not at all. But we do plan projects that way, or we attempt to. We do, which is a wonderful segue maybe into the second piece of that. this. Is, and some of, our, some of our listeners out there are assigned or they have the charge that they have to oversee or kick off a lean, a specifically lean project. Mm -hmm. And so some of the, one of the questions that comes up with is, and again, these are be sessions that we'll, we'll wholly go with um, in October with these Optima Live sessions. But how do you set up a lean project? Well, you know, building off of your comments here, one of the things, uh, the, the word that wasn't mentioned, but it's right there, and that's the word charter, project charter. Project charters are magical because they are so just simple, right? Yeah. Even yeah. the most basic project charter will point the team in the right direction, okay? Why are if, we doing this? If it's based <laughs> on the project objective, you know, yes. the, the concept is valid for sponsorship and championing, Yes. Yeah, the next thing you want to look for, particularly with a lean project, do we have some really nice, structured, success-organized, measurable criteria? Yes. And that generally, I would say, it's easiest to call it a project charter because you can add other things which add value to that. Sure. But, you know, you've been there, I've been there. Sometimes you don't have a formal project charter, but you mm -hmm. still have some real good success criteria. Sure. And sometimes sure. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And having that stated, having that documented out there for a team, um, the players, and also everybody else that's involved. So you have the non-team members, which oftentimes are just noted as being resources. <laughs> it gives them some clarity. And so what are these people doing? How yeah. long is this going to be? What are exactly. these looking for? Yeah. What are they looking I ask a lot of those questions for my project charter. And yes. I, I table it as a question. What I often do when I'm coming in and we don't have a formal charter is I have a one pager, which has got a bunch of questions. Yeah. And one of the questions is, what's it going to look like? What are you going to see when it's done? Right. So end deliverable. How are you going to measure you got what you needed? Yes. You know, oh. Quality, speed, cost measure. Don't yeah. show me a specification of your new server that you're going to implement. I right. want to know what physical difference that's going to make to the day in the life of each customer service rep taking calls in your call center. Yes, yes. Oh. And then I want to know, you know, how do you value this? So it's not just a measurement, but it actually has physical, tangible, relational value. Right. It is. It can be plotted on a chart. <laughs> you can see it in an engineering window of control. Yes. It can be yes. standardized, measured, controlled, and you can improve it if it's out of control. So, Absolutely. you know, getting back to my engineering framework but it works for all businesses and then again another role here i'm looking at who's responsible for it right because if you don't have someone responsible for it it might not get done you think so i don't know well you know it's been ability it's been known to happen you know when we're in kind of line management supervisory leadership we get given our goals for the year yes. you must yes. do these things 
And then you get given a project six months in. Well, you must do this project. Well, how does that relate back to my annual performance goals? Yes. These questions need to be asked. Ex absolutely. So who's going to be responsible? Who's going to approve this thing as being fit for purpose? Yes. Yes. That's why so I like we to want say. to. We want to address all those questions. What is what is the central core problem or problems? Yeah. How do you measure them? How do you know that they're a problem? How long have they been a problem? Yeah. What's the scope of the work? Where are yeah. you going to start? Where is it going to end? What's the measures of success? What are your current state issues? But also, what are you expecting to get as a result of this? What is your, again, what's your, what's your, uh, your end purpose? What's that end thing look like? Yeah. Who's it's the team? How much time are we going to devote? And what are the resources, time, money, space, are we going to be required in order for this team and this project to be successful? Those are all things that would come with setting up a lean project or any other for that matter. In a lean project, it's just a little bit of process. It's enough process, but it looks to people to own those attributes. Yes. Oh, the, yeah. su su the success criteria are owned. If they're owned, presumably someone's enthusiastic about engaging to get them done. Yes. And in the absence of any other knowledge about whether they actually have the time to do the things they decide they would work on, yeah, that's a good starting point. Yeah. Yes, yes. So one of the third things that we're looking to kind of build in here is this whole idea of line of sight. So, um, Lee, can, can you give us some ideas when, you, when we talk about line of sight as it relates to project management and projects? What does that mean? What does line of sight mean? It's a, it's a the project line of sight that Praxilian that we use. Mm -hmm. You've we've already taken the first two steps together. Mm -hmm. So project objective, yep. The business criteria, the business case, the smart, mm -hmm. what the champion and sponsor get behind, the success criteria, the physical chartering. What are we going to actually do in terms of the end deliverable? How will the value stream actually add value? Who's responsible for each individual set of steps that might be in there? The next element in project line of sight is planning. Well, you know, we had all these people who said, I'm going to be responsible for this thing. Okay. They have teams or they're individual subject matter experts. They have day jobs and they have to work on this project. So how are we going to carve that up so that they can produce the right amount of effort that they, not you and I, they believe will be essential to get their work done that they've engaged on within the time frame of the project. So that project line of sight is going from the very highest strategic case through to the success criteria, through to the planning that those success criteria are going to be met, mm. and they're going to be met by deliverables from these folks working in this project. Yes. And they internally to themselves and their teams will be responsible for tasks to create those deliverables. Awesome. That's line of sight. If you can yes. take a task and you can look clear back to which of the deliverables it relates to, how it's in the plan, how it's going to fit and meet a success criteria that adds value to the business case, you've got it. Okay. If you can't do that, doesn't mean it's a bad project. What it means is you are risk unaware. Mm. Because stuff could be starting to happen. Yes. Scope creep. Yes. Wouldn't it be nice to have a bit of gold plating, engineering personal prowess? I yes. can prove how great an engineer I am by adding this extra <laughs> thing on. 
you didn't want it, but by gosh, you're going to pay for it. Yes, yes. If you don't have that ability to go from the task of a process owner, someone who's actually going to be working on that themselves, that leads to what they define as a deliverable that gives you clear line of sight back to the project objective, you may be adding more risk to your project. You may be adding more cost to your project and you may be subverting and distorting the value of your project. Mm. Oh, th th this is such good stuff. It's a shame that we're only just bringing these up because I would love to learn more about this. But I guess I'm going to have to wait until we get to that specific session talking well, about that. That's our, if you will, that's our secret that isn't a secret. That's yeah. what Paxillion does. Well, we help our clients generate 20 to 50% performance improvement. Sometimes yeah. it's savings in not doing the wrong projects. Sure. Sometimes it's value added in doing the right projects at the right time for the right success criteria, the right business objectives. Awesome. But a lot of it is very simple. Mm -hmm. If you get the people engaged to run a simple process that just keeps that communication on why we're doing this silly thing right now, <laughs> you can almost retrofit any of the tools and solutions that aid project management and they'll all work to a greater or lesser utility. If you start with the tool set, which is where we were saying some of our clients struggle with, if yes. you start with, I've got to buy a tool to do, do this, you haven't engaged the people, you haven't clarified the business objective, you haven't built a simple process for them to maintain and enhance the success criteria, you're in a struggle. Yes, yes, for sure. It's a big and struggle that, straight away. And those, those you mentioned the word roles, they're getting the people involved in that. And that's a wonderful segue to really the fourth uh, piece of this, and that is understanding the different players within within project management, the champions, the sponsors, and all the different roles that are that are that take place and are part of it. What are the responsibilities of these people? If you're any of these, uh, both before the project and the, or the initiation of it, during the project, and most certainly after the project. I know too often there's too many groups that think, well, once the project is done, the report, everyone is throwing in the towel and I have no more responsibilities or accountabilities to ensure that the project actually sustains, right? <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's hitting the tail on the donkey sometimes. Let's yes. blame the project manager because we didn't engage the right roles with the mm -hmm. right capabilities at the right time of the project. Yeah. So um, we're going to have a wonderful series coming up here. Both, uh, again, we're Optima and Praxilian are joining forces. We're going to be exploring and discovering and sharing this information with you through a series of four uh, different project management related uh, Optima Live sessions. Uh, the first one being, again, how do you know if it's going well? The second one, how do you set up a specifically lean project? Third session, what is line of sight? And going in, diving into the details that Lee just, just, just tempted us here with just a bit. And then the fourth one's champions, sponsors, and other players within project management to fully understand and, and in some cases even vet, ask, and develop really good sustainable change agents both before during and after mm -hmm. so Lee before we wrap up here today you know we said this was about projects project management and mushrooms tell me about where do these mushrooms come in it, it's a it's an old English uh well I say 1960s 1970s um English viewpoint on management 
Um, and that is? So it was when I was growing up as a kid, I used to hear it, that, that employees felt they were being served by mushroom management. So if I can take you to a mushroom farm. Yes. Uh, you pile in a load of manure yes. into a darkened space and you Thank put you. your spores on top. <laughs> <laughs> and you let it fester there in the heat and the damp, watering it occasionally, but keeping it dark. And then the employees start to sprout and grow ideas. And as soon as they start looking like they know what they're doing, you'd cut them all off at the root, send them to the market and start all over again. <laughs> so I, the reason why I use the analogy is it actually seems relevant to some folks that I, let's just not attribute any names, but there have been a couple of companies that I've seen in my marketplace. Let me just say, I probably wouldn't want to consult at because uh -huh. I've seen evidence of mushroom management. Yes. They charge with heroics from one great new idea to another, but they don't communicate and they don't educate. They just fill a big tray with all the crap they can collect on the subject. <laughs> Yes. Darken the darken, darken the space, the water it, yeah. let it ferment for a while. Yes. Expose it to the light three months later. If anything's growing, they hack it off and then they start again. Oh, They're always oh. looking for the next big thing. They're always anticipating that a solution or a tool, a pre-packaged, a pre-wrapped thing, will somehow solve their fundamental leadership issue. And the fundamental leadership issue is they do not understand the roles, capabilities, career aspirations, and basic human needs of the people they serve. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Yeah. yeah. So for you and me as consultants, there's so little we can do that's positive in those environments. That's true. Because we're not selling the latest snake oil. Right. We're not egregious self-promoters. Hey, just hire yeah. me and I'll make your world better. <laughs> Chaos and uncertainty here. My job is done. Away. <laughs> no, we're, we're looking to get in, yes. resolve some underlying people process problems, help with the communication. But most importantly, we want to make sure that there are people left behind yes. who know now how to do it and enjoy right. doing it right. Yes. Picking the right projects, doing them right. We're out of there. Yes. So when, you know, in a, in a mushroom management type environment, we have no use. We want to see continuity. We want to see career growth. We want to see project management and all the other roles we'll talk about later as part of the goals for the organization's people as they yes. go through each year, as they grow their careers. Yes, yes, yes. We, don't, we definitely don't want to lurch from one brand new idea to another brand no. new idea. No, no. Oh, Lee, what a joy. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Opticast. So if people want to reach out to you directly, what's the best way? What do you want to point them to? Um, probably the best way is to go to the website, yeah. praxilient.com. So that's prax, I-L-I-E-N-T.com. And we have a contact us form. And if you want to have a chat, just type in what you want to have a chat about, hit the button, and it will get straight to me. Make sure you reach uh, out to Lee, yes. Yep, reach straight out to me via that. Um, if you want to give me a call, my cell phone, and it's always available to anybody who wants to chat about project management, 
920-246-3434. Very good. Again, thank you for joining us here today, Lee. I look forward to working and collaborating with you in these sessions that we've got planned here coming up in the fall. And thank you, listeners. Thank you for spending your time here today, learning a little bit about projects, project management, and that there's great new resources that are going to come fresh out of the gates here. Again, through both where, where Praxilian and Optima are partnering to bring you these sessions in the coming months. We encourage you to check out the websites, both Optima and Praxiliant. May you seek clarity of purpose and mission with your work, with your projects, with your daily work, with the strategic and the tactical. May you create and craft engaging moments for yourself and for your teams to both learn and succeed. And may you be filled with the spirit of Kaizen. If you'd like to comment on this Opticast or any other, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at opticast at optimanow.com.